0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah! Show number 1,563. Today's May 28th, 2020, and today marks a happy birthday, a happy sixth birthday to Cars Yeah! I want to thank all you listeners who stuck with me, who listen every day. I'm very grateful I get to do this every day. Thank you for listening. I'll keep them coming. Happy birthday, Cars Yeah! This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and very excited to share with you today a very special guest by the name of Greg Prince. He lives up here in Greenbakes Washington. Greg Prince owns and operates Prestige Collector Car Appraisal. He had a successful 33-year career in the fire service. However, his passion was always in automobiles. He grew up around cars. He raced his Chevelle SS in his wilder youth days. He attended numerous 8,500 races with his father in the late 60s and 70s. Greg has restored countless cars, been a National Mark judge, written a nationally acclaimed authenticity manual for the Studebaker Avanti, and today helps owners appraise their collector cars, provides collection assistance, and helps find and source classics (laughs) collector cars for his clients. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Greg, but first a word from our valued sponsors that make Cars Yeah! possible. Sit tight and we'll be right back. Did you know Covercraft is much more than car covers? They offer protection for the inside of your vehicles, too. Sunscreens to keep your vehicles cool and protected from the sun's damaging UV rays. Dash pads that do the same so your dash stays looking new without all those ugly cracks and fading. The seat covers that are easily removed for washing are awesome, but it's their custom-fit floor mats that I really love. Is your vehicle getting a little long in tooth? Well, there's no better way. To give it a new car look, then with a custom fit floor mat and trunk mat, I replace mine every few years with something a little different, contrasting just to have some fun. It stops that urge to buy a new car and more importantly, it protects the factory carpets so when it's time to sell your vehicle, it looks brand new. They're easy to clean, they secure to the floor for safety, and they look oh so good. Don't forget your trunk too. Custom-fit trunk liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect protection for the factory carpets from all those things that can stain and damage the floor of your vehicles. Check out Covercraft.com for a huge number of styles, colors, and options that'll make you smile. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH120, that's yeah one at Covercraft.com, you get 10% off your Covercraft order. So go to Covercraft.com today and use the code ya 120 at checkout. Tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Covercraft. They've got you covered. What do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're Kevin Buckler, racer and the racing group's team owner, you create Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like Racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, and a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Redline. It's a rich and complex blend, delivering a taste of ripe blackberries, black cherry licorice, and a hint of toasty oak. An added very cool option is that this features the world's first interactive wine label. That's right. When you pour the wine, the three-dimensional tachometer actually hits the red line. It's incredible. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code cars, yeah. All one word, in all caps, when you go to checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wines from the Racing Series. The wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door. Use the code CARS checkout check off for $10 off of your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the Racing Series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYEAH to save $10 today. <laughs> Cheers! Hey, Greg, welcome to Cars Yeah! Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: I sure am, Mark. And hey, I uh, understand that I am honored to be your uh, guest for your sixth birthday for Cars Yeah! Happy birthday, and please don't ask me to sing. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, I appreciate that very much. You know, when I started this, I thought I'd do it for a year or two, and here we are at six years, 1,563, what I call... Inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and I couldn't have done this without people like you, Greg, and the incredible list of guests that I've had on this show. This is quite a mile marker for me. Number six, uh, we'll keep it going, keep having some fun. But thank you very much for your kind words, that's very nice of you. You're welcome. Before I jump into the questions, though, (laughs) let's uh, let me ask you this tell us something that most people don't know about you.
1: Oh boy uh right from the get go okay yeah. <laughs> um i used to stutter pretty bad and actually this show would have terrified me
2: oh wow okay
1: oh yeah um when i was in school uh teachers made fun of me students made fun of me oh
2: my gosh
1: um they would have me read articles and books and it was uh incredibly embarrassing yeah and um you find out in a hurry how uh, how cruel people can be, and um, that was a difficult thing to get over.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I've known people that have had this challenge even into their adulthood where it's still a constant battle for them. You speak very eloquently now. How did you get through that? How, I mean, what are the, what, tell us a little bit about the process of how you work on that, because I understand you can do that. Many people have dealt with this as a child and worked their way through it. So how do you, how do you do that?
1: It's very much hard work and determination. Um, I got very frustrated at this. My father said, one thing that always took my father is he said they can take everything away from you, but your pride, never Mm -hmm. let them take your pride from you. And I'm a very prideful person. So basically it was, I just read, read, read books to myself. Mm -hmm. And then I would read in front of my family and slowly overcame it. And basically what I found out was, that it was a lack of confidence or self-assuredness. Mm. And it, as soon as I got comfortable reading, and basically it was reading books and car magazines, car books and stuff, a topic that I felt comfortable with okay. that got me to relax and be able to speak my mind. And, um, it, I mean, it's solved the problem ever since. I, in the fire service, I taught uh, in large classes all up and down the West Coast, I was a professional artist for a while and I did large seminars. It really hasn't been a problem. I still get a little bit nervous uh, right beforehand, but Mm -hmm. then once I start talking, everything just smooths out.
0: Wow. Well, congratulations for overcoming that. What would you tell somebody listening right now that has a challenge with stuttering to give them confidence that they can beat this?
1: Basically, it it is that it does not define you. Mm. Um, It does not mean that you're you're not a smart person or that you're less worthy than somebody else. I kind of look at it this way. Um, In fact, I could use this for one of my quotes, but I didn't is what doesn't break you makes you stronger. And that's the way I look at it is I feel very strongly that, um, uh, I was able to beat this. And it gives you a strength that you can take on challenges in life and overcome them if you just persevere and put your head and mind into
0: it. Ah, great inspiration. Thanks for thanks for sharing that with us. I appreciate that. Sure. And you touched on this. My next question for you is a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that's been instrumental in your success in life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking here on Cars. Yeah. So, Craig, grab the wheel.
1: Okay, this is probably going to sound uh, a little bit off the wall, but it's the quote uh, that was made um, in the car hobby. They're only original once. Mm-hmm. And where I'm going with this is, is I used to be, still kind of am, a perfectionist. Everything had to be absolutely perfect. When I restored my cars, everything had to be every nut, every bolt, every thread, everything had to be absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody tell me uh, one day that I was erasing history Mm. with this, that I was erasing the story that that car went through. And it made me think that dent that um, on the side fender where grandfather uh, missed hitting uh, his grandchild and swerved the front end and nicked the lawnmower in the garage. You know, mm. That's a story <laughs> yeah. that was impacted on that car. And when you replace that fender and make it all perfect and better than new, you've taken that away. And I've really, I've really got into embracing um, the story that was associated with a car, and that's led me in life to appreciate moments, events, in life, more than a material thing, when you go to your grave you 're not going to be wow i 'm glad I had this car and never drove it it 's going to be i 'm going to remember all the memories that I had experiencing life uh with my wife in this car. that is what 's going to matter, and so yeah. it totally changed my outlook on life and cars, and now all my cars are unrestored um, survivor. Uh, Cars mostly barn finds, and I appreciate every little imperfection. I have a lot of the stories and the history on them, and it just makes them that much more special.
0: You know, this is a wonderful thing, Greg, and you you could teach me a thing or two here as well. I, I, I'm afflicted with the same thought process that things have to be perfect, and it's it's kind of plagued me my whole life. And I'll tell you a a quick story. I bought a Beck Spider years ago when my son was only eight years old. He's twenty six today. We flew down to John Wilhoyt's shop in Long Beach. John's been a guest on the show. He's known for his incredible restorations on Porsche 356s and short wheelbase Porsche 911s and 912s. And we picked up this perfect car that had been restored. The guy had spent way too much money on it and needed to sell off some things. And we took off and on a five-day trip north. and. I've always been a perfectionist with cars, like what you just suggested, worry about mm-hmm. rock chips and things. And we got to our second destination. I f- even found hotels where I could park underground or park the car protected somewhere, brought a car cover. And we were wiping the car down after the days, you know, with a quick detailer and cloths. And I looked at the front and I got—I you know, went, oh, no. And my son comes over. Now he's eight years old. He goes, what's wrong, dad? And I said, we got a rock chip on the car. And I was, you know, genuinely like bummed out. I mean, I just spent this incredible day with my son Yep. and he puts his hand on his shoulder. and He goes, dad, don't worry about that. He said, that's a memory mark. And I said, what? And he said, every time you look at that, you'll be able to think about today.
1: And that's what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, my gosh. It just I, to this, I almost tear up saying it today and it's become kind of a thing in our family um, my wife has an older BMW x5 it has a, mm-hmm. a rock chip in this the windshield and I keep saying why don't we fix that windshield she goes no that was the day we drove out to Eastern Washington and Blake was in the uh, state final track meet I remember how special that trip was every time I look at that chip in the glass a memory mark so I've changed yep. I, I'm working on it Greg I'm working on it I'm trying I'm trying to be better about that it's hard I'll, I'll-
1: I'll keep working with you okay. on that. Now, you could be my uh, therapist. I can
0: I call you and is, I, I need some therapy time?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, let's do, let's do coffee sometime, okay. and um, uh, or I'll have you come out to the uh, up to my house up here. We'll go through my garage and we'll take a couple of the all right the cars out. Um, I still take very very good care of them. I'm I'm still kind of anal with uh, protecting them and everything, but yeah. Um, yeah the stories I've had some unbelievable cars and uh, amazing owners and the, the little wares and stuff from them that were on the cars were, were, I mean, you, you can spend a million dollars on a restoration, but you cannot buy history and stories in an automobile. And that to me is what is so special.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm doing that with my current car. I have an 87 turbo. It's an all original car and I'm trying to, ease my let my hair down if i had some hair to let down but uh uh you know i do a i do a second podcast with keith martin from sports car market magazine and he's he's Ooh. like the antithesis of me when it comes to cars he drives them he uses them he doesn't worry about them and he's always joking about someday mark you got to have a burrito in that porsche of yours with a lot of extra <laughs> sauce on it and and enjoy, enjoy it so i'm I'm working on that i'm working on that it's i'm a work in progress <laughs>
1: I love Keith. I'd love to meet him someday.
0: Absolutely. We can set that up. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your business. I'd love for you to share more about what okay. you're doing now, having some fun. I know you and your wife are about to move into a new home you just built. So congratulations. Uh, I know you work from home. So tell us about this business of yours, what you do, and, and why you're having so much fun.
1: Okay. The uh, name of the business is Prestige Collector Car Appraisal. But it's really a lot more than just car appraisals. Being in the fire service, I love helping people. That's pretty much what my I, my life is all about, is, is helping people in need. And when I decided to really get serious with my car appraisal business, I wanted it to be more. And uh, so not only is it just writing a number down on a report, it is helping that person out, whether it is uh, a widow who has a collection of cars and she doesn't know the first thing about them or what to do with them or how to start them or care for them. Uh, I will step in and I will explain the cars. I'll explain how to take care of them. I'll explain how to uh, how they operate. I'll write out forms for her to go through to understand the operations on them. I, I had I'll tell you real quickly this one story that just really sticks out in my mind mm-hmm. is that uh it was an estate Uh, the lady was very broken up and she was going to sell her husband's car and it was just one car and um for some reason she felt rushed that she had to do it and i did the appraisal on it and um i told her why are you in a rush and she said well i don't know i just feel like i need to move this car and i said do me a favor i'll do the report for you and i said i want an agreement you're going to wait one month wait one month and then if you still want to sell the car I will give you avenues and venues in which to, to do it, to find a good home for the car. And she mm-hmm. agreed to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And after that month's time, we connected again. And I talked to her and I said, okay, where are we at? Do you need my help or not? And she was just almost in tears thanking me and saying that she would have done an absolutely horrible move and so on the car, that she was just too wrapped up in the event. Right. And when she had time to think about it, no, she wanted to keep it and still have a part, her husband still with her with ah, this car nice. and wanted to yeah. learn about it. So uh, she thanked me profusely for having her hold. and And that's what I do. I mean, my reports are not just one page with a number on it. I go into great detail describing every aspect of the car. They're four to five pages long. And it's a service that I think to do the absolute best possible job and report I can for somebody and I take great pride in uh, doing that whether it's finding a car for somebody evaluating a car for somebody who's out of the state, my pride really comes through with my business. I really try to ensure that I do the absolute top job I can for somebody.
0: Well, it's so important. And as baby boomers get older and older and we lose people, a lot of people, yeah, the families left with uh, grandpas or grandmas or aunts and uncles or brothers and sisters who had cars that they felt really special about. And lots of times they have no idea what the value could be. And it could make a huge difference in somebody's life uh, with the money that it could bring. I went to an estate sale years ago in San Diego when I was living there. And I, of course, everyone was in the house looking at things. It was an older couple that had both passed away. And the house was just as they left it. And, of course, I went right to the garage. (laughs) And like, what's out here, you know, and looking at some old tools. And there was an old Mercedes out there. And I went in. I said, how much do you want for the Mercedes? Well, this estate sale company knew nothing about cars. And it was quite a special Mercedes. And they said, I don't know, whatever you want to offer. And I'm like, "Okay, I'll give you a... 500 bucks for it and they're like well we we're kind of thinking a little more maybe like 1500 well this car was worth tens of thousands of dollars and i i told wow. i told the the guy i said you know you're doing the family a disservice that car's worth a lot of money and i told him and the owners the kids of the parents were actually there and the guy brought me over and he goes can i talk to you about this and i took him out there and i said you need to find somebody that knows his car. Well, long story short, later he called me and said, you know, we got over $70,000 for that car. I had no idea it was worth that much money. <laughs> they were going to let it go for a thousand bucks, $1,500. I mean, oh my gosh. So the service that you do for people is is huge. And the fact that you you're a car guy, so you understand the sentimental value mm-hmm. here and that you could share that story uh, with that lady and say, take your time here. There's there's no rush yep. to this thing, you know, unless you need the money today for something. So uh, we really appreciate what you do. And I'll make sure to put a link to Greg's business on our show notes page. It's basically PrestigeCCA.com or you can just type in Prestige Collector Car Appraisal and that page will pop right up. You know, I always like to ask my guests for a challenge or a failure that they faced along the way, something that's been uh, monumental in some ways, or maybe it's defined you but the most important part of this is how did you come through it? What was the lesson learned so that you can move forward in a positive way? So take us on a little ride, would you, Greg?
1: Sure. This really isn't car-related, but it was probably the biggest challenge I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, it was getting into the fire service. It was not what I went to uh, school for. It wasn't what I would plan to be my career. Um, It just kind of happened to fall into my lap to make this my career.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, it seemed like the perfect fit. It's like, cool, I'll be a firefighter and this will be easy. And it was anything but easy. Yeah. Uh, back then, 30, geez, let me see, 30, do my math quickly. This would be about <laughs> 38, oh dear God, I'm dating myself, 38, 39 years ago, Wow. there would be one job opening and there would be like 2,500 people oh trying my to gosh. get that one job. Really? Wow. No, that's dead, dead serious. And I I wasn't a military veteran or or something like that, so I, I was a little bit more challenging for myself. And I kept on taking tests after tests and scoring very highly, but not being able to have enough points to make it to the next round with preference points being given out and everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, it was it was very discouraging. It would have been easy to give up, but I just went. This is really what I want to do. So. I just, again, it was just bulldog mentality. Perseverance, and tenacity. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So what I did was I uh, volunteered or part paid for two departments for almost two years. I never had a day off. I went 24 hours, this department, 24 hours, that department, back and forth, oh back and gosh. forth for two years. Wow. Never had a break and was finally able to get hooked up with one of those departments, and my career and my life came from that. And it's just really my mindset is you want something, you have to work for it. I guess so, yeah. (laughs) Life, a lot of times, doesn't give it to you. You have to work for
0: it. Well, first and foremost, my appreciation, because first responders are the heroes, and and during this pandemic, we're all having to live through and suffer through. The, The real heroes, in my mind, are those first responders that cannot stay home they can't shelter in place they've got to be out there Mm -hmm. protecting us and serving us so my heartfelt thanks to you for what you did as a career and what you lived your life for and that's helping other people is a tremendous hats off to you so thank you so much for for that and for sharing that story wow holy Mm -hmm. cow i mean you paid your dues i mean you obviously paid your dues (laughs) over the time but to get in oh my gosh i don't know too many people That would do that. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors here. We're going to be right back and we're going to talk a little more about cars. So sit tight. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast with Keith Martin titled Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah! If you use the checkout code Yeah. You'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH. And you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right. $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yeah for Sports Car Market magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. All right, Greg, we're back. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated the passion you have for cars. Now, I, I kind of teased with the intro here about the Chevelle that you used to do a little uh, hmm, debauchery on the streets, maybe a couple races back <laughs> in the day. But, uh, you know, the um, uh, the time frame is over with. So I don't think they can get you for that. But tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were going to be a car guy.
1: Well, actually, it happened well before then. And this actually Sticks in my mind. I'm sitting here thinking about it, and it's like I was there. It was so pivotal. My father would take us on some uh, nice vacations at times, and I can't remember exactly where it was. This is dating way back when. I believe I was probably like eight or nine years old, and I think it might have been like a Six Flags over Georgia or, or something like that. Uh-huh. We went to the end of this theater. And I, like I said, I could just see it clear as day. I went to this theater. and It was the first like panoramic style movie screen I've ever seen. And they had all these seats and you'd go down you're sitting in your seat and you're sitting there going, wow, this is going to be interesting. My dad said, this is something very special. He goes, I think you're really going to like it. I'm like, oh, wow, what's this going to be? And all of a sudden the screen lit up and it was a camera looking over a seat in a car. Mm -hmm. and it hasn't started up yet looking through the windshield and what it was was a 69 427 Corvette and it was a GM advertising video oh wow and it was on like a test course and it was curvy hilly everything and these weren't just seats you were sitting in they were seats that moved up and down and leached sideways, oh my and gosh. One way or the other, <laughs> yeah. And so the video, you're sitting there in this thing, and they started up, and just that unbelievable sound that is so unique to a uh, a big block. And uh, they started this thing up, and they took off, and your seat would move back. Uh, you would move back in your seat, and then it, you would have a depression in the uh, road. Course, and your seat would go down and the, <laughs> it's the, like a
0: disneyland ride <laughs> oh my god The
1: i still to this day i i still just remember it like it was yesterday that feeling of that the, the sensory overload of oh my god this is absolutely unbelievable <laughs> that hooked me So much. And to this day, my favorite car is that and it sits in my garage from that, from that, (laughs)
0: from that experience. Well, that was my next question First special vehicle. So, so what is that? That will, that would be the
1: infamous LS6 Chevelle you were talking about um, that I was able to get from a neighbor. Um, I worked very hard, did years of, uh, had my own little lawn mowing business and stuff. And I saved money, saved money and My uh, father was nice enough to help out at times, and I was able to save up and get this car. And um, Unfortunately, my father passed away uh, long before I was actually able to purchase it. Mm. And um, in that time, um, I became a little bit of a a handful for my mother, I guess I would say. I, I would go out, we would street race and um it was an old there old airport road in Springfield, Illinois. It was mm-hmm. straight, it was the perfect road to drag race And the, and the police, you know, nobody was out there so they didn't really hassle you too much as long as you weren't out there drinking and causing trouble. This car was amazing. The power was just incredible. Uh, I'll never forget a race I had with a four forty six pack cuda out there. Um it, it drew quite a crowd and um Unfortunately, I caved under the pressure, missed second gear for a second, and, yeah, I lost
0: the race. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, (laughs) it happens to the best of us. Well, Let me ask you a very introspective question here, Greg. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle parked in your garage, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself manifest as a vehicle, what would Greg Prince be?
1: Oh, man, that is... That is a really challenging question, especially when you put the parameters on what I would be, not what I want to be. Oh, yeah. Because I know what I'd want to be. Of course. But we're not going to go there. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yep. This will surprise you. All right. I would be a 19 late 40s Diamond T three-quarter ton pickup. And why is that? I bet you in fifteen hundred and some odd shows you haven't had somebody say that one. <laughs>
0: well, not that specific. I'd, I've had plenty of trucks on the show, but it's typically like an old Ford F one hundred or one hundred and fifty, yeah. you know, something like that, a work truck or a, you know a Discovery. Uh, but yeah, a diamond three quarter ton pickup. Interesting. So, so where are we going yeah, with this?
1: Diamond T. Well, well, the mainstay of it is is I'm kind of a bulldog. And Diamond T's were just tough, tough, tough truck. Um, they take a beating and keep going. But the other aspect of them is, especially the late 40s, is they were probably one of the most beautiful trucks ever built. I'm not saying I'm a beauty queen. Far <laughs> from it. But I love, I, I'm an art, you know, I've always been an artist, and I love lines and design. And the grill and the cowl on that and the wheels and the attention, the detail. Yeah. That truck is absolutely drop dead, gorgeous with its lines. That attention to detail and that and that artistic form, that's me. I mean, that's totally me in a nutshell. And then you have to have the rough uh durability thrown in. So I think that would be me.
0: <laughs> you know, I love it. And uh, you think about those vehicles, they had a nice stance to them. They stand, they stood very proud, yep. very tall. Of course, during the uh, World War II, they used those for all sorts of military vehicles, giant 12-ton tr- uh, 6x4 trucks and amazing models from dump trucks to towers to just bulldogs, as you say. And uh, of course, yep. when they get back to the street ones, that big grill was beautiful on those things. Uh-huh. So.
1: The chrome, and yeah, they're absolutely gorgeous. Yeah,
0: I like it. Very nicely thought through. (laughs) All right, well, we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and have you give us some quick blips of that Diamond T pickup truck throttle. So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) What's one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your successes over the years?
1: Uh, Again, I think it's probably just going to be driven, no pun intended. Okay, pun intended. (laughs) I like it. It is just, I got it from my father. And it is just bulldogged work ethic and just striving to do your best. That will always get you through life. Absolutely. And I think that that's got to be it.
0: How about if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Who would that person be?
1: Man, that is... Like I said, I'd love to talk to Keith Martin. I really would. I I enjoy, I've watched his show on TV. Mm -hmm. I kind of like his mentality, but I have to go back a little bit. And growing up, I watched Wide World of Sports Mm -hmm. and I was really into car racing and um, uh, Le Mans and Indy and everything. And I always there was a gentleman that was an ex race car driver that did the announcing for those. Do you remember who he was? Was that
0: Chris Oconomacki?
1: Close, Jackie Stewart.
0: Oh, Jackie Stewart, of course. Much better. <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing against Chris, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Th- the great Jackie Stewart. Yeah. yeah,
1: the great Jackie Stewart. His voice, his the way he he described things, the 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 life that he had in racing. He just seemed like a genuinely just fascinating person to sit down and talk and listen to the stories that yeah. that man would be able to tell. I would love to have talked to Jackie.
0: You know, I've been trying to get him on this show. He's a very hard guy to track down, but I got to spend a little time with him at the Pebble Beach Concours years ago. I was really? invited. Yeah, I was invited up to the judges' stand to watch the cars go over the podium. And my good friend, actually the first female guest here on Cars yet yeah, Diane Brandon, she's an expert in Rolls-Royce and Bentley cars. She's been a judge at Pebble Beach for over 20 years. A wonderful lady. She seems to know everybody. And she set me down between two people. Um, Denise McCluggage, the late, great Denise McCluggage, who I've had as a guest on the show. We lost her years ago. And Jackie Stewart. And I'm sitting there sitting between those two like, what do I say to these guys? I mean, these are legends, icons. And they were both very kind to me and very nice. And uh, it was fun to talk to him and listen to his perspective of the cars going over the ramp, especially some of the race cars. So I did get to spend a little time. Haven't gotten him on the show yet. I'll keep trying. He's a hard guy to track down. How about... Keep trying. uh, Yeah, I will. How about best automotive advice someone else has ever given you what what would that be
1: drive the car yeah it. It, it, it would have to be that because i used to be into concord elegant shows getting my cars ready don't drive them don't you know don't like you say don't risk a paint chip or anything and no the enjoyment of having a classic car is sitting behind the wheel listening to the engine, the feel the steering wheel and the shifter in your hand and looking over that hood and the gauges. I mean, that is what the hobby should be about, that, not how much a car is worth.
0: Absolutely. Very, very true. And again, I'll mention uh, Buy, Sell, whole podcast I do with Keith Martin. Uh, We hear that from most of the people that we have on the show who are collectors or people who buy and sell cars for a living, auction houses and so forth, is enjoy the vehicle. Again, I'm going to I'm going to put you on my speed dial as my uh, you know, whenever I go, oh, I'm not going to drive my car today. Oh, better call Greg. He'll get me out there and have some fun. So <laughs> you, you know, I'll just call him when I say, is the doctor in? You'll know it's me on the other line. So, <laughs> There you go. Love to hear from you. Yeah, it'd be fun. How about a, a great resource that you'd like to share with others?
1: Well, this one's up my alley. I don't know if it's uh, it would be particularly interesting to everybody, but there is a, a website called Barn Finds. Mm-hmm. And it is fascinating to see what rolls across that little uh, website. And it, it is everything old, new stuff that they found in this uncovered barn and stuff. And it's, it's pretty fascinating to watch. You know, it's a wide variety of cars. What comes through there? It, and um, that type of stuff really interests me anymore. That's kind of where my head's wrapped around.
0: There you go. It's easy to find. I'll put a link to that on Greg show page, barnfinds.com. Yeah. I just clicked on it real quick here. Factory Hot Rod, 1965 Sunbeam Tiger V8. Looks like it was found in a barn. got a lot of rust and patina. Lots of patina. There you go. Kind of a cool old car. So thanks for that referral. How about a book? Is there a book you've read you think our listeners would enjoy? Yes,
1: it's not car related, but it's probably one of the most inspirational and amazing stories I've ever read. It's called A Higher Call, okay. and it's actually a World War II story about a, uh, his name was Charlie Brown, of all things, and that <laughs> truly was his name. And no, he didn't wear the funky little Z, Z pattern uh, yeah. shirt, but um, he was a B-17 bomber pilot and this was his very first mission and he had to go into way into germany very very dangerous and it's the i'm not going no spoiler alerts here but um, just a brief uh, overview so he goes in does this mission his plane's all shot up he's limping back and uh, a german uh, ace was on the ground, saw this bomber and just needed one more kill to get the coveted Iron Cross, which only a couple of German pilots got. So he took up his plane and went to shoot this bomber down, saw that it was crippled, it was defenseless, didn't shoot it down and escorted it out of Germany.
0: Wow. Yes, yeah, incredible.
1: And the two reunite. Oh, my gosh. Later on in life.
0: Wow. That's incredible. The
1: whole story tells both sides. It tells more actually about the German pilot side on, I mean, he wasn't a bad guy at all. Mm -hmm. He was just, he had to do a job. He didn't really agree with it, but he had ethics. And there's a lot, you know, I think really is relevant in today's world where I got to go and sound like my father (laughs) where um, today's teenagers, you know, if, if somebody unfriends them, they think it's the end of the world and oh my God, their world's crushed. And here back in the day, these teenagers were in a B 17 where, you know, where they had a 50% chance, every mission of coming back. Yeah. And then the goodness of enemies coming together and supporting one another And I mean, there's so much in today's world that that type of situation needs to come back, not the war, but uh, obviously, but um, just what that little meeting between those two represents, I I think it's just an absolutely amazing read. I highly recommend it. Um, Adam... Mako,
0: I think that's what the Makos. authors' Adam name Makos, was. Mako's, M-A-K-O-S, yes. and uh, with Larry Alexander were the authors of that that story. And yeah, Higher Call, an incredible true story of combat and chivalry, chivalry in the war torn skies of World War Two. And you know, I saw something this morning. Somebody had posted on Facebook a wonderful byline here of if you were born in 1900, by the time you got to be 75 years old, all the things you would have encountered that were. Incredible challenges. World War One, World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, uh, the Spanish flu killed 50 plus million people, yeah. polio. Uh, I mean, it just goes on and on. You think of how, not that life is like a, a cakewalk for mo- many people nowadays, but the difference in generations. And what somebody that lived through that time period had to, how they even got through it, you know, alive in uh, yeah. this uh, pandemic we're having to deal with now. And, and I know it's a challenge for people. I know it's heartbreaking. But compared to what many people of that great generation had to deal with, uh, there's no comparison. Absolutely. So nicely mentioned book. I'll make sure I put a link to that book on Greg's show notes page. All right, Greg, we're up to the checkered flag. This last question is a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you a collector car today, but there are rules to my game since I'm writing the check. It's a car you can't sell and buy a bunch of other toys with or uh, put new furniture in that new house of yours. You have to drive it. No garage queens. Uh, But here's the kicker. It's the only one collector car you can have, so it needs to tick all the boxes. Now, if you still own that car and it's a car you want to keep, that's cool. That way I don't have to buy anything. But maybe there's something else out there you have your eyeballs on. So what is that? car that ticks all the boxes for you. Oh,
1: God, that's just, I mean, it's like, what is your favorite song? I mean, <laughs> Or child or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah unless you have God. one, but uh, yeah, um, it's a tough one. I know, yeah, but I mean, it's a fun game to think about.
1: No, no, it is. And to be totally honest with you, I already own it, so I'm saving you money. All right. I appreciate uh, truly. <laughs> um, it. Truly. It, it's almost a flip of the coin between the three collector cars I have left, which one it would be. Uh, they're all very special for different reasons. But if I had to look at the overall aspect, it's got to be my Corvette. All right. Just the driving experience and just, I mean, I'll go out and... I, I hate the um, the stigma that people place on on that year, Corvette. You know, it's like you have to, it's mandatory. You have to have a mullet and gold chains and a muscle <laughs> shirt. What's the year again? Uh, 1969. 69. And, it's, All right. and, oh, it's the ultimate midlife crisis car. And, <laughs> I mean, if you wipe the slate clean of that, just get that out of your mind. and And you just look at the lines of that car and almost trace your finger over them and stuff. That is one of the most amazingly beautiful, sweeping lines. I literally call that America's Ferrari. Uh, th- th- it was so unique, so just almost supercar styling-like. I mean, the interior, the way you sit in the seat overlooking that hood, the pontoons on the front wheel wells. I mean, it is absolutely The most amazing drive, and the one we have just turned 40,000 original miles. It's absolutely untouched in probably the most perfect untouched condition I've ever seen. It's literally like driving a brand new 69 427 four-speed Corvette. So you don't really like it
0: that much, I can tell.
1: Oh God, no, it's just, Jeez. Uh, it, it, is, it is just unbelievable. So that would be it, saving you some money. Yeah, well, I,
0: I, it's always exciting for me when my guests have the car they want, of course, Chief stylist on those cars, Bill Mitchell, Azora arcas Duntoff, chief engineer for GM and and Chevrolet Design and Styling. I mean, they did a magnificent job. So I'm I'm so happy you have the car that you want to have and always wanted to have. That's pretty darn special. Greg, you've taken us on a great ride in that Corvette today. Really enjoyed getting to know you better. Want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance, as if you haven't already, before you drive off into the sunset (laughs) in that 69 Corvette?
1: Enjoy the day and enjoy what's in front of you and and pay attention to uh, the simple things in life, because a lot of times those are the things that are most special.
0: They always are. How can people learn more about Prestige Collector Car Appraisal?
1: Uh, You can go to my website, prestigecca.com. Uh, you can contact America's Car Museum because I am now their uh, go-to person for car appraisals and uh, assorted other questions with collector cars. And you'll find me um, on various benches and various areas on uh, the website.
0: Very cool. Of course, LeMay America Car Museum. I know it well just down the road from my home here. I know all the folks there yeah. have had many people from that fine museum on my show. So there you go. Congratulations for being their key go-to for appraisals. That's very, very cool. Shout out to uh, Chrissy and Renee and Mark and all the folks there. Yeah, Renee's a good pal. I met her when we first moved here to the Pacific Northwest. She owned a photo uh, lab where you would take old film and had prints made. And I walked in there one day and she came out from the back She goes, who are you? And I go, What? She goes, All you ever bring in is pictures of you cute kids and tons of cars. And it seems like you travel all over the place. Who are you? And we became good (laughs) friends and we've been friends ever since. She and her husband, uh, they've got some fun cars too. So shout out to her.
1: She's a great person. Yeah,
0: great, 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 great folks. Greg, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise. You and I could talk for hours. Uh, Thanks for sharing your experiences. We'll get together for sure since we're almost neighbors here in the Pacific Northwest. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you